Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Turning Tube podcast. We have a World Series matchup for the first time. We're going to talk about it today. Welcome back to the Turning Tube experience, my friends. We officially have the matchup between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's going to be a World Series, but how did we get here? Let's yeah, talk first about we're it. We're going to review the ALCS and NLCS. Off the bat, no pun intended, um, Braves couldn't get anything off the bat today, but two good series. In a chaos season, these were two great championship series. A-plus championship series. Almost didn't miss fans. Almost. I love the—I mean, there's a difference between the ALCS and the NLCS. I did like the fans in the NLCS. That was a little cool. bit. It was cool to see the Braves fans with, like, one out left bending over, like, mm-hmm. desperate for that one and hit. Just the noise, like, there was no fake crowd noise. It was all real. Like, it was actually real chance. Like, there was – it was immediate. It wasn't, like, delayed reactions of, like, the oh, oh, where it's, like, just, like, a video game engine making them. So, I, that was cool. I'm excited for, to have that in the World Series for sure. Oh, I agree. It was cool to see, like, authentic reaction to, like, like you could feel the energy a little bit more of the game. Yeah. Players are feeding off it, so I'm definitely. It's obviously it's not what we're used to, but for what we have, I thought it was an A plus product. But we're gonna go chronological order, guys. We had two game sevens. Two game which, sevens. How often does that happen? Not very often. I think this was the first time in a long, long time that both not series often. went to game seven. We so we had quite, and they were both comeback series. The Astros. Down 3-0, put force a game seven against the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Dodgers down three to one, force a game seven against the Atlanta Braves. But let's start with those Astros and those Tampa Bay Rays. The big bad nightmare, Mr. Randy Araza Rayner, is your ALCS MVP after hitting another home run, his seventh of the postseason. You heard that right, Jack? You hearing me? Mm-hmm. Seventh. Of the postseason. He just keeps doing his damn thing. Big game Charlie Morton comes out and just lays it on the mound. Drops it for the Rays. He has a .68 ERA in his career elimination games. Nut job. And the Rays, man, they go they go Morton to Anderson to Fairbanks. Fairbanks looks a little shaky. He gets tagged up, but Alex Bregman strikes out on a 100-mile-per-hour fastball to leave the runners in the scoring position. And then the rest was history as the Rays lock up their Game 7 and are going to the World Series, baby. Yeah, Rays got it done. It was good, impressive. Um, quick emotion update. Everyone, I know everyone wants to know. But in the beginning of the season, I think we had this debate, and I wanted the Astros to just not be good. I think you were kind of telling me, oh, it would be cool if they if they made it far and then lost. But that was kind of like halfway through the season, that was a pipe dream. But somehow, as they kept winning, I think the coldest part of my heart turned over. And I wanted the Astros to keep winning just to see. So Story I found line. myself wanting the Astros to win this game, which was just a crazy development. I didn't want them to win the game, but I definitely um... – actually, that's not true. I kind of – I wanted chaos. Would I have been upset if the Astros won this game? No. Would I have been happy? No. It depends on all the like the how it happened. If Correa hit that grand slam when he came up with the bases loaded, mm-hmm. 
I would have been like, are you not entertained? Like, what? Yeah. I was you here have, for it. You have to root for the 3-0 series comeback. I mean, it's kind just, of. you don't see that. Yeah, I, it's a, it's one of those things where it's like, for me as a comp, so I, that's the thing. I'm a Red Sox fan at heart. You're a Red mm. Sox fan at heart. I have a very difficult time genuinely rooting for other teams to win stuff. Like I like the I like the Rays, but I'm not rooting for them to win the World Series. Like if they win, they're gonna win it, and I will not smile. I will not be happy in any way, shape, or form. I'll just be like, "That's a thing." If they lose it, yeah. I won't feel any emotion. Like I don't care. We're rooting for how a team wins it and looking for storylines. We're not like, I don't matter. Don't matter how it gets done. I want that ring. Like we don't care. I just want a tie game in the ninth inning, yeah. seven game seven. What we got tonight with the Dodgers Braves, like that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of drama and a lot of second guessing to go on in this, uh, this Rays Astros. I can't get this box score up for some reason. So, what was your gut reaction from this game? Well, I try to figure out why MLB sucks. Well, this, I mean, little backstory. Rays went up three zero. Astros are dead in the water. They went three in a row, and just Charlie Morton stands in their way. I think it was four to two, maybe. Game, yeah, the game was four to two. Yeah. Um, just still were avo- couldn't get those big hits, and um, came up a little short. I I have a lot of stuff to get to, but a lot of it is bigger picture. I think because the series is over, but I mean Morton was amazing. Dude, I'm literally gonna lose it. MLB, make your damn box scores accessible. <laughs> what are you doing? What what is this? God. Why, okay, quick rant. Why did Google get rid of the uh, ability to just Google a game and get the box score? Why? Why make our life way harder? But goddamn, that took way too long to find. Yeah, but I got a lot to talk about with this game. First off, Dusty had a plan, and his plan didn't work. R.I.P. Lance McCullough Jr. comes out, and he gets tagged. Yeah. Free earned runs. Maybe the most dislikable player in baseball right now, in my opinion. I really don't like him. Yeah, he he has a weird thing going on. It very he weird. He has a he's a hot man, I would say. So he's hot in the south. He's yeah. Texas hot. So he's a hot guy. He's the hair's kind of hot. Um, but he has this um a I feel I get a lot of Manny Machado twenty eighteen vibes from him. Like he kind of been trying to embrace villain. Just the most unlikable person. But yeah, but he's just not good at it. Like, he's not yeah. good at being a bad guy. Like, so stop trying to be because now you're, like, in this awkward phase. It's like you're in puberty, and it's like it's just not going well. Um, also, stop putting your hands up when you give up a home run. It's just a bad look. Like, you gave up. Just accept it, man. Like, you're playing against world-class play- Randy Rosarena is having a, a postseason that may be the greatest in MLB history when it's all said and done. He gets you. Just go up. Oh, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Just be like, accept it. Turn around. Start pitching. McCullers was really the the loose kink in this in Dusty's plan. So far, I mean, the last four games it was working perfect, but McCullers gets rocked early, and then who'd they go to after that? So they went McCullers to Rayleigh to Urquidy to Taylor to Paredes. Yeah. So Urquidy pitched well. I mean. He gave up a run. He didn't. He walked two batters, gave up a run, gave up a hit. I don't think he looked that sharp. How many did he go though? He gave one, one inning. Oh, oh. No, two innings. I'm sorry, two, two innings. innings. Okay, well, still, still not got the. He was battling. Yeah, it just. I mean, the pitching. 
they kind of did their job, honestly. I mean, giving up four runs in a game seven is not the worst when they had the chances they did. Looking so. back on this game now, it was not as close as we like to the final score will lead you on. Yeah. The Rays dominated this game. Charlie Morton came out, and he just was absolute nails. He goes five and two thirds innings, only giving up two hits, six strikeouts. Then they go to Nick Anderson, who was the he was the sour patch in Kevin Cash's plan. He goes two innings, three hits, two earned runs, a walk. And this is where I think if you're a Rays fan, if they lost this game, you start questioning what are we doing here because Nick Anderson did not look sharp. He hasn't looked sharp the past couple outings he's been on the mound. And he gives up the hit to Correa, and he's obviously battling through, but they just let him ride out those two innings. Like, he was not, like, in command at all, but they just let him ride it out even though they had Castillo, they had Glass now, and they had other arms in the pen, the faith that Kevin Cash put in his guy is exactly what we criticized him for in Game 6 with Blake Snell for not putting faith in his guy. So, for me, I look at that and I take some hope in that if you're a Rays fan because it shows some human element of managing and some growth from cash and willingness to swallow his pride now maybe he went a little too far in the other direction and he was too mm-hmm. much faith in his guy but you can't i can't attack the guy for doing b- both things you know so i gotta i gotta come to one point but so I, I definitely think you saw some some growth from kevin cash in this game and then they go fairbanks and he was just a heart attack on the mound the the Rays bullpen looked unhittable against the yankees they have they did not do their job in the last four games against the Astros, they're gonna they gotta get back to their ways. They they didn't look like Kevin Cash had a plan. And to beat the Dodgers, they're gonna Good point. They're gonna have to really have the perfect guys at the perfect moments like they did against the Yankees. They need Nick Anderson to be Nick Anderson because it kinda all builds around him. Castillo and Fairbanks are great pitchers, but if it's all Nick Anderson, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. If he's if he is at the top of his game, he's Andrew Miller twenty sixteen He's uh, name a reliever at the top of their game in a postseason run. He's that good. He he can lock down teams. You can throw him in the fifth inning. He can go five to seven. He can just take out the, the sixth straight out, gets the top of the order. He resets. So now you're going eight, nine, and you're facing the bottom three hitters in the eighth inning. And then you go Fairbanks in the ninth inning, and then you feel a little bit more better about that. If Nick Anderson isn't locking down that middle of the game and if he's giving up runs, now it's maybe a one-run lead or a run-run deficit later in the games, and you can't go Castillo-Fairbanks, and you can't give them that system, that clean inning. So it's going to—their bullpen in this Dodger series, which we'll do a World Series preview episode, um, mm-hmm. not tonight, but that's for another day. That is going to rely a lot on what Nick Anderson is doing and what the starters are doing because they got to go five innings. Morton Snell, Glass now that's— Minimum five. I think you need six. But now we got off days, yeah. so it's a little bit different. Off days is different. I think the Rays with off days is scary. So is the Very Dodgers. True. But um, the I mean, but the Rays, if they pitch like they can, bullpen is not an issue. That's kind of their thing. They shouldn't need to worry about that because if Anderson gets lit up, they have eighteen other dudes. The whole stable kind of thing. So we'll see if that pans out. But I mean, from the pitching standpoint, Morton was the ace of the race. I mean, you hear a lot about Snell and Glass now. Morton won the two games he had to, and he won. He pitched his heart out, was unhittable for those five innings. There was, like, one hard hit ball. Like, the Astros got 
nothing going until like the eighth inning when there was a scare. But this game was like, oh, Morton is just winning this game for the Rays. So, I mean, watching Morton I, pitch this game, his uh, his fastball velo was up, and his control was pinpoint. He was nailing corners, and yeah. you wa- saw some at bats against Maldonado, who's widely known as like a professional hitter. He just knows how to do it at the plate, and he was picking him apart at the plate, which was huge. And then um, I thought the Astros' approach this game wasn't great. I thought they should have been more aggressive on those counts that they knew they were going to get fastballs in, like those 2 one counts. I thought they took too many pitches, and they really waited a little too late to get going early, which you saw with Correa. Mm-hmm. And then Bregman put himself in a bad situation, and he chases that high fastball from Fairbanks. Like I mentioned before, you can't be doing that. So I think the Astros needed to— I felt like the Astros were playing not to lose this game. They weren't. They weren't like putting it on the line. So that's uh that's something. Yeah. And then you have obviously the storyline. Jose Altuve almost dirts a ball again to Maldonado. He makes the pick, but there's a lot to talk about with this Astros team that I want to get to before we move on to the Dodgers Braves. So do you got anything else on the Rays before we get into Astros? Um, I guess this is kind of more Astros, but. The Astros did beat Snell, Glasnow, and Nick Anderson. They The only pitcher they didn't beat that second time through was Morton. So, um, could be something for the Rays to think about. But, um, so you, you need you need a better outing out of Snell and Glasnow. And you gotta get Nick Anderson right, which we talked about. So, I don't think you're gonna get anything better from Glasnow than what he's given you. I think he's too young. His stuff's really electric, but he, he only got two pitches. He's gotta develop yeah. a third pitch, and I think he needs to, um... Not take Velo off his fastball, but needs to take Velo off what he thinks his fastball is. I think he pitches like, um, not that he's better than he is, but he pitches like it's 2012 and that a 99-mile-per-hour yeah, fastball he, is the ultimate weapon. He throws sometimes. He doesn't pitch. He has to Great pitch point. like Charlie Morton instead of just huck his best stuff. Exactly. He got, he's got to be more surgical than he is. I think he just likes to... He's pitching ninja porn, but like on the mound, you got to be a little bit, especially if you're going against the lineups are only getting better. Yankees, yeah. Astros, Dodgers, maybe the beat, like when they're on, maybe the three best lineups, the Braves are up there, three of the four mm-hmm. best lineups in baseball. So, a lot of professional hitters, it's only going to get keep getting uh, worse. And the Dodgers know how to hit home runs. And you saw the Astros, you got to be more surgical if you're a glass now. And Snell is kind of just, he just, he puts up zeros, but he struggles. So I'd like to see how that goes. But Astros spin zone. I think this was huge for Houston, the Astros, the team's legacy as a whole. Because losing, while maybe not like short term, I think it's good that they lost. I don't think it's good if they won. For baseball, I think it's bad. If they won this year. I have a lot to get to on the Astros. In a weird way, they're more exciting to talk about than the Rays right now, which is kind of weird, but Most that works. Yeah. Um, if they won this year, it would have been, they're going to be bad for about five years. Now they're still going to be middling, but I think if they win this year, it's like they're topped out. Everyone's kind of like, oh, they won, but I don't think they'd be back next year. I think they're probably like, we we did that. Wow. Um, they're going to, they have, they're losing Correa soon. It's, they'd probably be, fine with rebuilding a little bit so i think it probably is good for them and good for baseball so a win for the game springer is leaving probably um springer's gone yeah but is correa gone not this year but um he's that that stacked shortstop free agent class with with lindor correa seager they're all free agents i think 2022 but back to that george springer point 
I think, I mean, he set the tone for the series, and in Game 7, he, he, he didn't show up. So I think, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can point at, but that top of the lineup bat that can hit a home run at any time, I think they missed him a lot in Game 7. Yeah, they needed someone to spark this team, and uh, Correa did it in the uh, eighth inning with the seventh inning, whatever. It was late in the game. He gets that big hit. Eighth inning, mm -hmm. he gets a two-run single, but um, they were missing that jolt, and they needed it badly. But I think for the Astros, it was good. It was good for baseball. The Astros lost. I think it was good for the Astros to make it this far because now it doesn't justify 2017, 2018, and 2019, but it makes it more it understandable. Yeah. It does. It it really does, which stinks, but I, I don't know. I think because we're just unbiased baseball podcasters, I do think you can't just, you can't pinpoint the numbers and be like, oh, they cheated, they cheated, they cheated. It None of it is important. This is still a really good team. Like, the cheating helped them a lot. It probably pushed them over the edge, and they're a disgrace for that. But I think this, this is probably like, oh, yeah, we can still play baseball. Like, they're talented people. No one is ever going to forgive what they did, nor should you. But now you see it. If the dot, so let me paint it like this: the Astros go sub five hundred this season. If they get swept in the first round to the Twins, it is baseball anarchy. You're done. Like everyone's like, this team's trash. Under five hundred, can't win a playoff game without the trash can. Blah blah blah. We have an entire skit based around the trash can that the Astros. <laughs> it's half of our brand now. It's in like ninety percent of our posts. It's like mm -hmm. it's a gag. How is he? How's Chidi holding up, by the way? Chidi's not doing well. Yeah, he's. I haven't seen him in a couple of days, so he's kind of MIA. Yeah, he's he's on the on the plane back to Houston. He's probably won't see him for a while. He can't handle the smoke right now. It's okay. I no. understand. It's tough. Take a couple weeks off. Um, I'm not paying his salary though. I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> this isn't. Yeah, he's on unpaid leave. Yeah, unpaid leave. Whatever he's on, but. Now this proves not it doesn't justify it, but it proves hey guys, this is still a hell of a talented baseball team. Correa embracing the heel and then just hit it, doing the damn thing, walk off homer, even in game seven, two RBI single. It just makes it better. And now I think it'll subdue the talk of take away the World Series ring and stuff. I think it'll help yeah. get rid of that. Just a tad. Um in the long run, but still, man. I liked the storyline. I really did. I kind of felt bad for Jose Altuve towards the end. Like, he's just like, he can't find first base. Yeah. That, it was a crazy storyline for him. And that's one of my points. My 2021 players to look for is Altuve. Like, what does he look like next year? Because he was hitting dingers, but he couldn't field the ball. He was getting thrown out. He, he couldn't, he's not playing good baseball, but he's just hitting, first hitting home runs. So, I mean, is he normal gold glove Altuve or is he kind of kind of this like stared of everyone kind of Altuve next year that'll be really interesting I yeah and I think that we can talk about this being the end of the Astros dynasty or legacy I don't want to call it a dynasty I'll call it Definitely a good run a dynasty a legacy that this core group of Altuve Bregman Springer Correa it's done but think about it they didn't have Justin Verlander this year man oh dude I at turning two We've been known to hate on the Astros. We, as you said, we literally have Chidi, and rightfully so because they cheated. But I have to like heavily salute the Astros for being one away, one win away from the World Series after losing Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and they also lost their Rookie of the Year, Jordan Alvarez, who kind of people forget about. I like, forgot about they him. Made it, 
they made it this far. Like, it's it's crazy. The bats really woke up in the postseason. And they were fi- below 500. They wouldn't have made it in a regular season or whatever. But I do but think I th- that they would have had a better 100 games than they had 60. Yeah. I think they, talent – I think you saw it in the playoffs. Their talent was there. They just needed to get going. If they had Justin Verlander, I think – They're in a the World Series. series. Gets, that's, that gets scary for the race. It really – I think they're in a World Series guaranteed. Um, you, you look at that team and just what they went through – and I liked the storyline of them rallying around each other and giving middle fingers to the world. I thought that was good when it was like a kind of like a bonding group of, hey, we everybody hates us, but at least we have each other. I thought that was kind of a good moment, but I don't think this Astros team will ever be able to redeem itself. It won't. This core group will never be forgiven. So mm-hmm. if you're an Astros organization, it's an offseason pod topic, but I definitely think you have to even just for keepsake name brand like dismantle like all right let's let's separate we don't have verlander 2021 granky's 38 years old george springer's probably gone what does bregman have what does altuve have after this postseason what are we going to do with correa are we going to resign him i think that's uh something you're going to see a lot of offseason topics with the astros but again that's an offseason pod congratulations to the tampa bay race astro situation is weird because bregman's there for a while they gave him the money springer's probably gone but is correa he kind of has to be a life lifetime astro right like he can't where's he gonna I think go? so i he think any team. so then it's like you you have your core kind of there like you i think you're it, looking good i think a lot of teams would sign i think a lot of teams would sign carlos correa yeah next year probably he'll have a quiet year Try to get that big contract, and then he'll go to the like Blue Jays or something. And you can like, do whatever the hell you want if you are hitting walk walk sure. off home runs in the ALCS. You can say whatever the hell you want, man. Walk to walk, talk to talk. You'll get paid. But if you yeah. talk and you can't hit, well, now you're gonna become a clown. That's the thing with the Astros mentality. They are a meme waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. When you're that type polarizing, when you're good, man, a lot of Houston fans can come out and give double birds on Twitter. But when you're bad. Just get ready to get absolutely body slammed. That's what's going to happen. True, exactly. Big winners, Randy Rosarena. Manuel um, Margaro. Margot, friend of the pod. The yeah, friend of the pod. G-Man Choi's defense, amazing. Beautiful, um, man. Pete Fairbanks looked really good. I didn't know his name before the postseason, so he's killing it. And um, Astros pitching nearly outpitched the Rays, so they, they gave it their all. So... You're not the only one who doesn't know Pete Fairbanks' name, so a couple plugs here. One, go follow the show on Instagram, at the Turning Two Podcast. We're at the Mm -hmm. halfway mark. I'm going to do a little plug. Make sure you follow Twitter, at the Turning Two Pod. And also, go give Pete Fairbanks a follow. The man only had 2,000 followers on Instagram. Can we give the professional athlete some love? Do we follow him? Huh? Do we follow him? I will after the show. Go run it up, and if you're (laughs) listening, comment love for Fairbanks on his post or something. This is Burn a good live pod. How many do you think he has now? Probably like 2,700. Go follow Pete Fairbanks right now. Comment on his recent post. Hopefully he follows the show back. Love you, Pete. Come on. Get that guy some love. He deserves a little more. He shows oh, 100 miles per hour. He's only at 3K now. Yeah, we got to follow him. Slap a follow for the guy. Comment on his post. Give him some love. Come on. Tell him to follow back. We're talking about him live on the pod. But... That wraps this up. I want to go on a quick little, like, give me two minutes uh, to mm-hmm. get something off my chest while you're following Petey. Um, this whole base, so the Astros lose last night, 
And the MLB account tweets out a photo of the Yankees, the first ever team, the only team to ever lose 3-0 in a, in a series. I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, okay, that's good. You know, I, I reply to it, make a funny tweet. And, um, but just the nature of baseball fans on Twitter, I'm, I'm speaking to you guys. Why is it when another team loses, like everybody starts to make jokes about them? And then the people you're making jokes about responds back to them like, well, your team did this. And then they go on to like 19 comment threads for no reason about the stupidest thing. Why can't we all just unify on baseball Twitter and just pick, oh, the Astros lost. This is good for baseball. And give some love to the Rays who get no love. Instead, the entire baseball Twitter last night was about the Astros being a meme. And I saw maybe four tweets about the Rays. Like, guys, come on. What are we doing? It was upsetting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And, I mean, the Rays are a newer team. They don't have that that deep fan base that can get really annoyed. So I think that's a big part of it. And, I mean, as you said, the the Rays are going to the World Series, and there's more Yankees fans out here defending how they, like, stuff Yan- like that. It's like, Yankees well, and Red Sox fans. Get off Twitter right now. Come on. Stop talking about your teams. And tr- I'm a diehard Red Sox fan, and I think it's so cringy when a Red Sox fan's, like, chirping and Yankees fans. When both of your teams are eliminated and not – guys, stop. Like, just stop. It's not cool. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. Like, it's stupid. It's really corny. Every time I see it, I go, ugh. Yeah. The whole, like – I mean, we weren't really – we were four years old when they won the first one. So, like, it was a part of us, but, like, not that's not our Red Sox team as it is a lot of people's. But the whole, like, I don't want the Astros to win because I want us to be the only team that went came back from 3-0. and It's like, I still kind of want to see it. I, I'm just not that type of fan. Like, I'm not the whole fan of, like, the, the hate on other pl- – I want to see people succeed. I want to see players have, like, moments. Like, go have that. Mm-hmm. Get that money, guy. And, like, that – I just think it's so corny and stupid. What was the thing that triggered me in particular? Oh, Garrett Cole and Masahiro Tanaka going out to get sushi – and then, like, every Red Sox mm-hmm. fan's like, tweeting it out, like, way to spend your AOCS. I'm like, guys, why are you talking right now? <laughs> we were the worst team in baseball. Why? Why? What are we doing? It was such a wholesome moment, too. And I'm like, what? It was. Hate it. I really, man, I don't like it anymore. I'm all about the wholesome baseball content. That's what I want. Wholesome? Wholesome pod. Well, we might – it might get a little spicy because you're not Grumpy Jack for this next series. Yeah, you're My kind of a – World I've, Series prediction winning – Braves just lost. I got to burn. You want me to burn? Burn. Burn, baby, burn. And it starts off with a May appearance in the middle of autumn. Dustin May's taking the mound today. He, the rookie, two rookies get the pill for the first time in Game 7 history. Ian Anderson versus Dustin May. And Dustin May comes out with the yips. Eight straight pitches. Two walks in a row. He gives up a first earning run, but he gets out of a jam. Ian Anderson, two more innings of shutout postseason ball. Still hadn't given up a run, but then he gets hit. Two runs, a bunch of bombs today. Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger put on MVP performances. Mookie Betts robs another home run, his second of the season, and the fourth robbed home run of the series. Cody Bellinger two times Mookie Betts and gives some love to Pache. On the Braves, that Cody Bellinger, we got a tie game. It's free to free. It's free to two, I mean, Braves. Kiki Hernandez goes yard with an absolute missile. Takes a page from Bryce Harper's books and runs around the bases. Gets home. 
He's doing some love. He's whispering to everyone's ear. Doing some humps. No one knows what he's up to. But then Mookie Betts, tie game, bottom seventh. I mean, Cody Bellinger hits an absolute ball that it, bomb that is still traveling to the moon. And then they leave you, Ryerson. Jansen doesn't get a shot. He shuts it down. Three scoreless innings, seventh, eighth, nine. And the Dodgers go on a World Series. Sorry, I kind of effed up that burn. There's a lot of emotions going on, so. Yeah, it was it's understandable. Not my best burn. But what do you got? It's upsetting. Braves, um, I picked them to win. I mean, I got close, so. They look good. It's hard to remember that they were the extreme underdog, but I, we're starting out, Jackie, overreaction real hot on this one. There's no overreaction when it's game seven of the NLCS. Yeah. You can say anything. The Braves choked. Even though they're under the dog, they're the underdogs. They did choke. That's fact. They were up three one. to one in the series. Yeah, three one against the best team in the league, and they won three in a row. You just can't really let that happen. I have, a, I don't have a lot to question tonight. I think maybe you let Anderson go a little long. Um, maybe you could have pulled him out after two scoreless. But like, what are you doing? Like, it's tough. He still hadn't given up. He looked really good. It was a great... This game was an amazing baseball game. And really at the end game. of the day, I think the better team won. But the fact that it the, the, Rays were, the Braves weren't able to close it out game five or six is where you start questioning if you're a Braves fan. But tonight, I think the, uh, what happened is one team had two MVPs on it. The other team didn't. Mm-hmm. And they combined yeah. for a robbed home run from Freddie Freeman. Maybe this year's National League MVP. Off for, with Mookie Betts robbing it, maybe the MVP. Who knows? They're probably in tight contention. And then Cody Bellinger, last year's NL MVP, hits a ball to the moon in a huge moment for him. So I think the difference was two MVPs to none. Yeah, I in our prediction, I said um, the Braves are going to do it. They're going to have to do it early. I said I think I said five, and I mean they needed to win that game five and just beat them four to one. I mean once you start letting the Dodgers come back. It's like, they, they just have more talent. Mookie Betts was, he had no home runs, one RBI, hit like 270, and he was an impact player in the series because he took away two home runs. like that. And just, he he made the series-altering play by mm-hmm. doubling up Ozuna at the plate in Game 5 with that web yeah. gem catch, which changed the entire course of the series because it was five, it was 2 nothing Braves, Game 5, Mookie Betts, Robs the catch, throws out Ozuna at the plate. It would have made it free enough in Braves. Everything was going right for them. And after that, the Dodgers didn't lose a game. That happened today. Again, I think we got to talk about that. Second and third, no outs. You get doubled up on two base running errors. Mistakes. Like you, They had second, on th- second and third, no outs, and you didn't score a single run. The second and third, no. This is when Justin Turner made the play, right? Yeah, like... So second That's and third, so bad. Second and third, no out. Uh, what was it? A chopper? What happened again? I forget. Um, I, hard hit ground ball to short. I think. Oh, hard hit ground ball to short. Uh, Markakis, whoever was going on the third, I forget who was Dansby. running from third. Dansby takes off from home. Seeger throws to home. They got him in a rundown. Justin Turner makes the play of the night, in my opinion. Goes full air, Jordan Moe. tags him by the shoelace. Barely gets him, but then has the whereabout 
to r turn around immediately, no hesitation, one fluid motion, fire back to third base, where for some reason Austin Riley's running. So no outs, why are Dansby and Riley running on contact to start with is the big issue. Because you have no out, it's a ball to the left side of the infield, which is automatic no-no. Corey Seager, who has been the best player in the series, gets the ball. You're not a burner if you're Riley. Dansby's going on contact to home. So that's a. I have less issue with that than I do Riley because that's an aggressive play. Yeah. And tagging a player out at home is a tough play to begin with. Dansby's got some speed to him. That one I can live with. Um, it was it was just two to nothing, and you had second and third no outs like no, un you, unnecessary. You have the momentum like worst case scenario, it's second and third one out. You still can't get a double play. Like you're looking really really good, and you, you just let the Dodgers turn it around. I knew you can't at, let that happen. I knew at that moment the Braves were gonna lose this game. Even when they were up three to two, I was like Braves are gonna lose this game because they were making plays that the Dodgers have been making for the past four years. Those plays where you just look and you go, what are you doing? Maybe they don't kill you in the moment, but you're like, they add up. You can't make that type of play. That error is unacceptable. But I really, dude, you gotta, if you haven't seen this Justin Turner play, just look. He fields the ball. Um, He gets the ball at third base in the rundown with Dansby. He takes a look over his shoulder. He sees Riley tagging, ready to go. And then he chases down Dansby jumps and as soon as he lands he turns and fires the ball so before he even ran down Dansby he already saw Riley going so he had it in his mind all right I gotta get this and turn the only chance and then a beautiful tag for the out just perfect play the other big play in this game for me sorry you get go ahead you seem ready yeah, it's just it's such a killer because they were on May they were on Johnson and they let him get away and then they couldn't do anything against Arias, who just came in and shut them down for three innings. They let like they uh, needed they needed to jump on those guys. Dave Roberts left Gonsolin in this game way too long. Yeah, Dansby took him absolutely five hundred feet, which is beautiful, majestic hair, sexy mm -hmm. man. He absolutely pimped it off him, and then they were they were hitting uh, Gonsolin. I don't know what the Dodgers were trying to wait for. Like, they didn't – maybe they was just terrified of Joe Kelly and Kenley Jansen in the late innings. So, they were like, we this, need you guys to go this far. This was such a Braves game to win from the it pitching was. standpoint on the Dodgers. Like, they throw in May for one inning. He comes out and throws eight straight balls. And then they bring in Gonsolin, first at-bat home run. And then you're thinking, like, oh, what are they going to do, bring in, like, Kershaw? They don't even bring him in. They bring in Arias and a bunch of other dudes. They don't even throw their closer. They don't even throw Joe Kelly. It's like – you you faced guys that are hittable, and they that even that double play they hit into in the first inning, that's they just couldn't capitalize enough. Like they got a few runs, but to beat the Dodgers, you really got to score like five in that first inning. Yeah, the Braves started to play like a team that uh, plays pitching and defense when they don't play pitching and defense. Very true. That's what they started to rely on, and it was like, guys, you can't win this game with free runs. That's not going to win this game, and it almost felt like their approach to play thought it was. Granted, Freddie Freeman getting robbed by Mookie Betts. I don't know if it was going to get out, but it was pretty damn close to it. Um, I think it was, yeah. That play is a huge momentum shifter again. And every game, Game 5, Game 6, and Game 7, Mookie Betts had a, a game-changing catch. So, that's why you pay him. That's why you pay that man. That's why you give him that damn MVP. Maybe the best player in baseball. All the Mike Trout haters are all fired up. I mean, all the Mike Trout lovers are all fired up.
recency bias, guys. Relax. It's fine. Yeah, a lot of we've never seen Trout in the playoffs. Exactly. I promise you, he'd be damn good in the offs. But Mookie Betts is yeah. doing the damn thing. Uh, the other big moment I want to talk about: Cody Bellinger. Man, he goes yard on maybe the sexiest or the weirdest pimp I've ever seen. Looked a little bit like he was a little too excited, but I it worked. It looked like um, a kid in a candy store when your mom says you can get anything you want and there's 150 mm-hmm. t- different kinds of candy and you, your brain just can't process what are you supposed to do. Just shocked because, like, the first five steps he took, I was like, oh, I was like, is he, is he in there? Is he good? What's going on? But then, like, you know, he pimped it. And then he maybe – did he hurt himself in the celebration? 100%. I think he – I think – Reading his lips, he was saying he d- he popped his shoulder out. He totally dislocated his shoulder, mm-hmm. celebrating his pimp home run, which is either the coolest or the lamest thing ever. I think it's bad. I think it's a bad look. I mean, hope hopefully like that doesn't affect the World Series. That's a real bad look, but he'll probably be fine. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. But um, I'm trying to think. What else did I want to talk about specifically from this game? It just happened. My emotions are very high. Yeah, Arias ballsy performance. Absolutely. Yeah, just. They didn't have good at bats against him at all. They really which, didn't. I thought like, they in through those three innings, it was just like yeah, they're not gonna score. Like the Dodgers are winning. Acuna was too quiet this game. I needed more Acuna, from him. Not a I wrote hum- his stats down. This series, he was just not a factor. Yeah, and that's um was, he he was a hype man, and he had energy yeah. when he was like on the bases. But they needed more from him at the plate. What are his stats? Hit me. One ninety average, zero home runs, one RBI. Not what you want from your star player. That that was tough. Um, I didn't hear Freddie Freeman's name enough tonight. I thought Marcelo Zuna looked a little slow at the plate. Um, he had some big games this series, but you needed more from him. It was just too hit or miss with this Braves offense. When they were on, they were hitting 11. But, like, those nights, you got to put a five every night if you're going to beat this mm. Dodgers team. And, like, that's tough. But positive spin zone for the Braves, you choked the series away. Let's get that off the chest. You're going to hear a lot of Atlanta sports comparisons, um, <laughs> a lot of Atlanta sports comparisons, and I feel for you because I think the Braves are a really fun team, and they probably made a couple people some baseball fans this October. Um, mm-hmm. It's the talent and the fun and the energy that team plays with. I think it's amazing. The fact that A.J. Minter and Bryce Wilson are starting playoff games for you and just dropping dick is impressive as hell. And the fact that you Ian took Anderson. His- Probably had one of the most more impressive pitching performances this whole postseason. I mean, he he pitched so well. Max, no one even knew his name. Max Fried in Game Six puts on a warrior performance. Um, but if you're a Braves fan, positive spin zone, you're gonna be around for a goddamn while, and you did not have your full pitching staff whatsoever this year. You're only gonna get better, and you just took maybe a team that we're talking about as one of the greatest of our generation to seven games so in a one run game the call a call this way a call that way one swing of the bat and you're in a world series so positive spin zone for the Braves you got to take a I think this is a uh, a pretty good season for them as an unbiased fan but obviously it's tough right now for them but I think it's a pretty solid moment for them yeah shout out Pache he kind of awoken I think sure. people he has a lot of swagger playing that center field. I mean, he took over center field from Acuna. So, I mean, that says something about his defense. Pissing off um, boomers left and right. 
Oh, yeah. Him in center, Acuna in right field is going to be great. Maybe not have Austin Riley in left, but you got to do what you got to do. And, um, yeah, they they pitched really well. I think this that's huge for them to have these young starters pitch well and this bullpen looks good. They they bet on this bullpen in the offseason, and it panned out. Just couldn't get those few right hits. I mean, they it was their series to win. I have a very hard time, like, going after the Braves right now. I don't know why. Um, it's just hard to rip a team for taking Game 7. Uh, you were up 3-1, to one, so you should have won the series. But Game 7 against a team that we all universally agreed was the best team in baseball. And then the team won, the better team won the series, I think. Yeah. So, I, I'm like, okay. It makes sense. Like, eventually the magic was going to pop with all those rookie pitchers. And it kind of did. It's just how it, how it rolls. So, it's tough. The Braves just got plagued by injuries, man. I wish I could have seen them with Soroka on the mound. Like, Soroka free. That would have been nasty, dude. Like, Cole Hamels. Like, I think that could have... I would have loved to see this Braves team go full bore against this Dodgers team because I think it would have even been better. But it was a hell of a series. Um, And the Dodgers, man. No other year is this team coming out and fighting like they get in Game 5. No other year is Walker Buehler coming out and throwing 99-mile-per-hour, 10-straight FU fastballs and going 6-shutty in Game 6. If this is not the year for the Dodgers, you just came back down 3-1. to one. What is? It's, it's, it's their year. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it until they win because, I mean, it's the Dodgers, but um, this year they can win it without Kershaw. And I think that's what they needed. They they showed that today in a game Great seven point. where he, where he's rested. I mean, rested enough. Um, didn't start him. Frank Thomas on the pregame was pissed. He wasn't starting. He really wanted to start Kershaw. Didn't even really look like he was thought about in the pen, and they still won. So I think that's what that's what they needed because it's Kershaw's clearly not. He's a great pitcher. He's pitched some good postseason innings, but he's not that Scherzer, that Verlander, that's just going to straight-up ride in the postseason. So Great point. Think, they didn't even flinch to go to Kershaw. Yeah. They were like, we're not doing it. We're going to win the World Series this year and not. Like, why? I respect. I give him respect for that because they it, they didn't even tempt fate. They're not like, oh, it would be great if he had this redemption. It's like they're not even going to put that out there. They don't even want him to get that home run and tie the game and the Braves win. They're just like, nope, we're going to throw Urias for three innings. That's a great point that I haven't heard anywhere else. Nice analysis, Jack. I think that's huge. The Dodgers don't need Clayton Kershaw to win a World Series, and that may be the reason they win a World Series. It's like he can be a sidecar. Clayton Kershaw Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be Clayton Kershaw. He can just be a guy in the rotation who gets the ball and goes four innings, gives up five runs, goes five innings, does what Kershaw does in the postseason, and they can still win. And the fact that the— Dave Roberts was willing to give the ball to Dustin May, who's already started a game in the series, on short rest yeah. over Clayton Kershaw, should speak volumes about their confidence level in Kershaw. So, da- Dave had a plan, or the Dodgers had a plan, and Kershaw was not a part of it. I hated the Dodgers' plan, but it did end Agreed. up working. But I think for the World Series, especially with these rest days, you they got to come up with something better. I'm, I do not want to see Dustin May pitch back-to-back days and throw three innings total. I'm that's no, I'm not here for that. Like that's, I mean, I guess that's that's outraying the Rays even, but 
No, he throw him game three. Like have him pitch six innings. I don't. I don't understand. I don't think he's ready to start a playoff game. I think he's going to be, especially with off days. I think he's just going to be a a weapon from the pen for an inning. Uh, I don't know. He does. He doesn't have it right now. He's not ready. So I think he's. Uh, I think you're going to get a nice Bueller, Kershaw, and then who they go? Gonflin or Urias? Urias. Arias, he's yeah, shut he's tonight. Looked amazing. Yeah, probably Arias. Um, so I don't think that May's gonna get the pill in this game. Maybe in game four, maybe, but I I really doubt it. Um, I think Roberts is gonna deploy him like a weapon. But yeah, man, the Dodgers, it's their year. I'm telling you, it's their year. We'll get it's their to our year full. To win. It's their also their year to lose because the every year is their Dodgers. year to lose. Every year. This is this will be a good World Series preview. My initial thoughts, I mean I'm kinda mad. I um admittingly was rooting for Astros Braves. Those were kind of what my heart was telling. Like while watching the games, I wanted the Astros to win, then I wanted the Braves to win. So rough, rough couple days for me. Got two L's, but um, I don't know yet if I like the World Series matchup. I'm sure as more stuff comes out, it'll be fun and interesting. But it'll be it'll be fun to dive into it because I don't know how I feel about it yet. We don't know, but we will let you know tomorrow. When we break down the World Series in our full podcast called the World Series Preview. So be on the lookout for that. But concluding note, just want to give a shout out to Friend of the Pod. Go check out at Mansplain Baseball on Twitter and Instagram. They did a great job covering the Braves this postseason. It's tough for them. Mm-hmm. Go show them the love right now. We've been there, guys. Morning a playoff loss. It's hard. Especially when your heart's on the line like that. Game seven. Actually, seventh inning. Cody. But that's Dude, that's got to hurt. Like, I've been there. We actually haven't been there in a while because Red Sox, last playoff game, true. we won the World Series. We haven't been there in two years, so can't lose if you don't get in the playoffs. It's true, but the moment that sticks out to me is 2016, David Ortiz, final season. They get swept by the Cleveland Indians, and mm-hmm. it's not even close. And that moment yeah. still resonates painful with me. And all just being a Red Sox fan these past couple years has been painful. So it hurts, yeah. It hurts, so I get it. So make sure you guys show them love. Give them some followers. Support them, make their sadness a little less during this time. But yeah, for also show us some love because we're going to continue to produce and be on the lookout for more content. So again, follow the Looked show on Instagram. Instagram Reels. I'm making them. You should watch them. Yeah, Jack's on the content. He's making some funny Instagram Reels. Manuel Margot likes our Instagram posts now. You know, the future, mm-hmm. maybe potential World Series champion. Who knows? Future guests on the pod. Only you can find out if you follow the show on Instagram. At the Turning Tube Podcast on Twitter, at the Turning Tube Pod. We live tweet all these games. We're kind of going viral, I'm just saying. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we will see you next time. Let's go blank. I don't know yet. Peace.